Hello, everybody. This is Diana of the Sales and Marketing for Massage Therapists podcast. Today, we were talking about selling, which I equate to making offers to help. To be more specific, making offers to help someone in a useful, helpful way. And so this can look like inviting people to work with you as a client, inviting them for a coffee chat for networking purposes, or just to get to know another human being, inviting people into your business, inviting them to know, like, and trust you. So when we make offers to help someone, there are some things we want to clear up before we do that. Specifically, anything, any thinking about our business, what we do, um, how we market, how we ourselves operate in our business. So for today though, we're sticking, sticking to marketing and selling in the sense of you've probably heard the phrase, no like, and trust. So in order for people to become your clients, they need to know you like you and trust you. So I'm going to break that down a little bit, um, and talk about calls to action as well as really digging deep to define the value of what you offer people. It will make more sense as I go on. So let's, st let's start with know, like, and trust. So in order for people to know you, you have to invite them into your world and business. And I use that, that word invite purposefully. Cause I think it's, it's more like, it's not, we're not being pushy. We're not being salesy. We're not being inauthentic. It's more like, this is an invitation. You accept it. Other people will accept it or they won't. And it doesn't mean anything about you or them. It's just, you put out invitations. And so you tell them what's going on in, in your world and your business you tell them what's going on in those worlds through your marketing, your email list, your social media, etc. You have to let them know you're there because they're not going to look for you necessarily. You have to, it's not like you have to stand out to the point uh, that you're, you know, something that you're not. You show up in your own way. I mean, yes, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I forget the... <laughs> the metaphor, but anyway, it's you, you are responsible for people noticing you. You can't expect people just to happen upon you or to, you know, sort of find you accidentally. You need to be found. You want to put yourself in the position that you are found. So, and it's like, you have to tell them that you're there. It could be as simple as saying that introducing yourself as my name is, and I'm a massage ther therapist, therapist, or, you know, going on their online, you, you know, people as Facebook friends or Instagram people, and they make a post and you can just make a comment. Like you're just contributing to the conversation. You're not getting all up in their feed and getting all, you know, offering like, why don't we speak? Why don't we do this? I can help you with this. We don't, we want to show up as another human being and appreciating what they might've post posted. It's just creating this connection with them. And so they can't know you until you put yourself out there in whatever form that takes. As for liking you, that shouldn't be too hard, I'm assuming. You're likable, relatable. You can relate to and understand the person speaking to you, the person in front of you. You don't have to change who you are to be likable or uh, approachable, um, somebody worth knowing, you know, you can believe these things about yourself. You don't have to lie or pretend to be something, someone you're not 
in order to be that person who talks to other people. And for some introverted and less socially adept folks, <laughs> I've had this problem too, this idea of putting yourself out there in this way and be, being likable, relatable, comfortable talking with other people may be a bit of a stretch. And you get to decide what that looks like for you. I mean, really what you want to embody is this, you want to be genuinely interested, curious about other people. And if you can tap into that genuine curiosity about people, I mean, we're massage therapists for a reason. We are intrinsically curious about other people and wanting to help them. So it can't, you know, it's probably not that much of a stretch to really, you know, if we're genuinely interested and we come from that interest and we talk to people, then people are likely to open up to us. Um, for you get to decide though, if you do that in person or through social media or any other virtual way, you know, you get to decide what that looks like. You also get to decide that you are likable, relatable, approachable, you know, or maybe knowledgeable or funny or a good listener or somebody who obviously is confident about their skills in massage. Um, they just have this way about them of uh, confidence and certainty and, you know, expertise, you know, but it's really about that person in front of you, whether it is on a Zoom call or in person, social media, you are concentrating on that one person, not necessarily the people around that situation. You're concentrating on who they are, how they are, you connect to them as another human being. So once people get a sense of who you are and what you offer as a massage therapist in your business, they will learn if they can trust you or not. So another way to look at this is through creating a sense of safety for them. We know how to do this in our session rooms. We know how to hold the space for them to be both physically and psychologically, emotionally naked during their sessions. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But that same skill can be applied to how you speak and interact with other people. So when people trust us, they're thinking he or she sees me. They see what I'm experiencing. They know how this affects me. They're offering me a solution. That is trust. So if you're acting from your own beliefs of, I see my clients, I know what their issues are, I know I can help them, you're inviting them to trust you because you trust yourself. I see a lot of people inside and inside massage therapy and out of it, not having that level of belief in themselves or that trust in themselves. Say so they don't know how to create that safety for themselves, let alone for their own clients, their customers. So one way to start that conversation um, and to start building that trust with yourself or a coach is to question your own level of safety within yourself. How are you defining what it is to be safe for you? Do you know, like, and trust yourself? If no, why not? If yes, are you relaying that sense, same sense of certainty to your people? So when we sell massage therapy, our services, our expertise, 
in other words, offer to help someone in a useful, helpful way, we are offering value to them. Value that can solve their issues. Value is everything we know as human beings and massage therapists. All of our experiences are our value. So how much do you believe in that intrinsic value we already have? How much do you believe that all of those experiences are helpful to your client in that moment? I think these are important questions to ask yourself because if you don't believe that what you offer has value and is helpful, how can you expect your clients to to believe that too? So another way to look at this is by defining what you see as the benefits your massages give your clients. So think beyond what we learned in training in classes about the benefits of massages on the human body from a physiological standpoint and not the lowering of blood pressure or the relaxation aspects. What benefits do you offer your clients in the session room outside of it? Think hard on this and don't quickly dismiss what comes to mind. When we see our clients and their reasons for coming to us, we're invited into their world through basically their body. Not a lot of people get that invitation or that level of invitation of seeing our clients as we do. So when we touch our clients with intention and presence, what are we providing them? I could think of, I mean, they're intangible, but I think they're tangible and impactful, such as acceptance support, a no judgment zone, help, compassion, love, connection, healing, a different perspective, our interpretations of what their issues are and aren't, what their body might be doing or not doing, um, what level of function or dysfunction does their body have. We have a bird's eye view often over an extended period of time that most likely no one else in their life has. So what is the value of all that? What impact will those benefits have on our existing and prospective clients? To name just a few, improved relationships with themselves, more compassion for themselves, and by um, association, more compassion for other people. They treat themselves with kindness, both physically and emotionally, that will extend to other people. So you got to look at that as like their relationships with other people will improve. Acceptance of their bodies, not viewing their bodies as the enemy, but rather as a loyal, constant companion who tries to protect us from ourselves. A shift in perspective. We start, stop um, maybe, you know, eating food that's not right for us because we've developed this relationship. We may take, you know, work toward taking ourselves off of medications that we've been on, you know, just having that healthier aspect. I'm going to treat this body. The only place I've ever, I've, I will ever have to live in this life, literally as much more of a, you know, a partner in my life rather than this thing that I kind of resent and feel I have no control over. So it's 
there's more wisdom that we learn from our bodies. We have a lot of wisdom that we can't necessarily tap into ourselves, but a massage therapist is a wonderful conduit for that information. So learning how our bodies communicate through pain, through dysfunction. And so what it's trying to tell us about our health that no doctor or test probably could. We see perhaps an increased quality of life, enjoyment of this life, ease with what our bodies can and cannot do. These are just to name a few. So this awareness of the benefits I just mentioned for our clients that they get from our sessions with us is what we need to carry with us when we talk about what we offer in our business to a prospective client or someone we want to connect with. Selling to your client is as easy as meeting people, telling them you're a massage therapist and offering to help them. That's pretty basic organic marketing you can do anytime, anywhere. So another point, part of offers is to, uh, is to help is a call to action. Let me start that over that sentence over again. So another part of the offer aspect of this, we're learning about the value. We're learning about the know, like, and trust parts of marketing and, um, having a reputation in business that people all will be drawn to you is this call to action or CTAs. So basically (laughs) there's an analogy or a metaphor I'm using, but it's, you've, you've gone through this process of introducing yourself, inviting people into your world, being invited perhaps into others. You're helping people get to know, like, and trust you. And in those cases that they've expressed an interest or desire to work with you, you want to give them direction about what you want them to do next. That could be setting an appointment with the link you sent them. That could be, um, meeting them for, you know, or a sort of a networking environment, uh, could be just offering somebody in your networking group, a massage. So they get a first hand. It's like, Oh, well, Diana is really awesome at this kind of massage. That person has firsthand knowledge of what you offer in terms of massage. They know, like, and trust you. So they're going to be referring you for people who want massage. So What is the next step that you want them to take? Whether it's your client, your network, networking group of people, you know, people that you meet in the grocery store line, what do you want to happen after that? And be specific. And I think that specificity really makes some people uncomfortable because they're kind of afraid to kind of baldly state, I want you to set up an appointment. Here's a link to do that. I would like for you to um, contact me about a consult in terms of working, uh, me working with, um, uh, I'm working with you as a massage therapist and what could that look like? You're consulting with them about a specific issue that is uh, probably chronic and they're having a lot of problems and they just want your your view, your interpretation. What do you want your people to do next in those situations. 
And when, I, like I said, when it comes to these CTAs, I, I've seen a lot of people get a little overwhelmed when it comes to, you know, to what they say and how they say the, the call to action. Remember that this is about starting or continuing a conversation you've already started that you want to have with another human being, that basic connection with them that ultimately will have clients coming to you because you're, you're practicing the art of connecting with people, whether they become your client or not, because you don't know the impact a conversation you had with someone you didn't really know in a line to see a movie is, you know, they could be, have, you would have, might have left an impression on them that will carry them with them. They will carry with them. My God, it's Monday. English is a problem today. Um, you don't know the impact. So it, it's, we can't assume it didn't work, but what we're putting out there in terms of value, you're putting your, the energy, the essence of you out there in the world. And the more you do that, the more the universe is going to respond. I could put that in different ways, but that's, you know, there's always the cyclical aspect to abundance and bounty we put stuff out there, we get stuff back. It may not look like we expected it to, but we always get something back the more we give. And this is just helpful, useful when you make an offer to work with somebody. And so another way to look at this, a, a friend of mine, a fellow coaches, she's the queen of metaphors. That's what I call her, you know, and, and metaphors really help drive home the importance. It's a really good example. So I'm over explaining. You're inviting somebody else to your house party when you make an offer to help them. You, what do you want to say on the invitation about what to bring and when the party starts? You send out invites with instructions on how to RSVP or what to wear, what to expect. You send out these invitations until you have the number of people you want at your house party. So it is kind of a numbers game in the sense that you can't, you know, it's always a certain percentage because I did a thing when I did Groupon, I went through and, and basically to a percentage point found out how many people returned from X amount of Groupon clients. And so I think I had a return rate of, um, what is it? You, um, you hold on to those clients. So 13% of the hundreds of people I worked with through Groupon were continuing to work with me. And so that was important information to know of like those hundreds, would that equal like 50 people? I can't remember the details, but it is in numbers. You got to go, you got to cast your net wide sometimes in order to kind of figure out how to be more specific about who your client is in order to make that net a little smaller and more effective at catching the fish, AKA your ideal clients in that way. So when you think about CTAs in terms of like social media or emails, you want to be super clear and it may be really uncomfortable 
for you in that moment when you're like, whoa, you know, I, I want, here's my appointment link. Here's my phone number. Here's my email. Would you like to be on my email list? Um, you're sending maybe a friend request through Facebook or Instagram. So be specific, know what the result that you want to create out of that. I'm creating a connection with somebody. I'm starting a conversation with somebody who may or may not be my client, but I can offer to help. I can offer helpful, useful information to them and they may never be my client, but I'm offering it that value out into the world that I know I'm going to get back. And so I think this, this conversation about no like trust and what do you believe about selling massage therapy, you as a business person is really a lot of the work of a coaching relationship because often as massage therapists, we didn't get training, you know, business training in school. A lot of us don't have really good relationships with money. We have a tendency to undervalue ourselves and therefore we don't charge enough. And it all comes up when we start marketing all of these beliefs we didn't, we didn't know we have, and they feel awful. And they also feel true, but they don't have to be. And I, we carry in, you know, if we really truly understand the value of what we offer our clients, our belief and self-trust will continue to build. That's the sort of thing we have to continue to remember when we talk to our clients or, or anybody in general, our prospective clients, these are things that we can bring with us. So I think this is a great conversation starter. This is just in a, in a lot of ways, just the tip of the iceberg with some of the basics of marketing. It starts with your belief in yourself and your belief as a massage therapist and the belief of the, in the value of what you offer. That is the basic foundational work that you can do in order to be a successful sales person. So let me know if I can help you with that. Cause it's, I think it's, you learn so much about yourself when you take that journey, it will change how you see your business. It will change how you see it. You see your clients. It will change how you see yourself. So let's talk. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you next time. Have a great week.